Welcome to Transcend into Wellness, where every week we chat about all things energy, spirituality, human design, and manifestation. I'm your host, Minu, and I'm a transformational life coach and energy healer. I'll be educating you on overcoming your fears, self-limiting beliefs, and raising your vibration so that you may achieve lasting peace and happiness. Welcome back, guys, on another episode with the Jana <laughs> on this really, really special day. It is going to be Valentine's Day. I'm going to release this on Valentine's Day. So you guys are hearing this on Valentine's Day. And all we're going to talk about today is love. Everything about love, everything about finding love, keeping love, leaving from love. Like, let's talk about all of it. <laughs> all of it, the hardships, the good parts. And my listeners, you will hear this the day before Valentine's Day. So... Obviously, if you, you may listen to it on Valentine's Day, if you listen a day later, but I, Minu and I, like, we just vibe, like, when we talk and we were talking, um, we had this recording set up and she was like, what do you want to talk about? I said, well, our episode should like release on Valentine's Day. And everyone's always asking me, like, when I've worked with you, like, what about love and all these things and like divorce and marriage and, so I was just like, hey, let's just go with that topic because number one, that's your obviously an energy healing coach and you talk about this all day, every day with your clients. Mm-hmm. What better topic? Right. No, relationships is like, I feel like it's the hot topic of like every, every time. It's like, you know, it's, it's there for everyone. Everyone needs it, struggles with it, wants it, wants to get away from it. It's like our lives are revolving around relationships. So nobody talk about it. Like, well, I mean, in like, even whether it be romantic or platonic, you have some type of relationship with someone at some point in your life. Like some people who say that they're a loner and things. Sure. I'm sure you sit at your house alone. I sit at my house alone all the time. But as humans, we crave relationships. Fundamentally, inherently, biologically, <laughs> hell yes. 1000% we crave relationships because we're a community. We're a tribe. We're you know, we inherently want that connection. So we crave that connection. But you know, the funny part about that is like, craving it is different from wanting it and wanting it from a place of I want it and I desire it or want it, or I want it and I lack it because I'm not good enough. That's when there's a lot of trouble. (laughs) We try this a lot. (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm an open book when it comes to that. I don't mind sharing our sessions at all. Like I obviously initially came to you mm-hmm. very beginning because I was going through a really hard time in my romantic life. I had really liked this guy um, and we just kept like breaking up. Well, not really. We weren't even in a relationship. I liked him <laughs> and I thought he liked me and maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Only he'll know that truth. But I was just at the point where I was like, I can't keep doing this toxic behavior back and forth, back and forth. So I reached out to you because I was like, something isn't clicking with me. I had been through traditional therapy. Like I know everything comes from childhood, generational trauma, things like that. But I was like, I need someone to help me connect the dots. And then I met you and you obviously helped me connect those dots. And I still like, I'm not perfect. I still ebb and flow with, you know, and and I, I know me and you have had multiple conversations about that where I feel like I'm doing something wrong because I will revert back. And you're like, no, that's normal. So- right. That is very normal. We're, we're raised in a society to always ask ourselves, oh, where am I going wrong? So I think that's also a program. Right. So we can just start from the beginning. Like, obviously, 
your relationships with yourself mm-hmm. is most important, which I think when I first met you, I really lacked in confidence and you like, I quote unquote, had a lot of needy energy, which mm-hmm. you had to quickly tell me needy doesn't mean that you need something from somebody. It's that right. desperation internally that you're putting out to the universe. Right. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it's so interesting when it comes to relationship with other people, relationship with the universe, relationship with God, relationship period. If it comes from a place of need, it is annoying. It is like that. It's like if a child is like, mommy, 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 after a point, mommy's going to be annoyed, right? (laughs) You are having that very, very needy friend who's like, I need you. I need you. I I, I always need to talk to you. You're not there for me this morning. Like, how dare you? Like, you will get annoyed after a point. You're you're just going to be like, okay, like, please be a little more independent, right? So the universe and all relationships, like in a cosmic level, cannot thrive on need so ladies if you're listening to this god if if that person is making you question oh is does he love me like is he thinking about me like why is he making me feel like this i'm just gonna say it run like not married and if it's the beginning stages and all these red flags are starting to come up in the initial stages where The fundamental foundation is not secure, where you don't feel loved, you don't feel solid. You're not having that affirmation in your body that, okay, I'm loved and I love him back. If that is not solid, run, because then what you're going to be doing is you're just operating on a set of programs that you have to, quote unquote, stay to make it work. And that is not how it works. If you... If he loves you, you'll know, you'll know. (laughs) And it's funny that you say that because I did just have a conversation with someone that I, you know, I I consider, I would say that I was in love with him and I know that it it probably wasn't mutual and that's fine. Like that is okay. Um, Because I think women tend to fall in love faster than men do. And that is, that is completely okay. But how do you know, like when I first met you and we started working together and I know, I know now, but I want you to tell the listeners, Mm -hmm. how do you know the difference between they don't love me versus I don't love myself? Because then you question everything that other person does because you lack that self-awareness, self-confidence, self-love, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you know that difference? Like if you're, if someone's sitting there listening to this going, well, I think he loves me, but and they question every single thing the person does. Cause I used to be that person. I would question, I would be like, they don't care about me. They don't, what did that mean? What did this mean? What does this text mean? Right. So it's really interesting you say that because when that statement or that argument comes in a relationship, usually all of the insecurities and shadows come out very, very obviously. Right. So that's why I'm a shadow worker. I'm an energy healer, but I'm also a shadow worker because the one of the first things I always ask my clients to do is to write a list of the things they don't like about themselves. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you remember that list. I mean, we talked about it so many times. It's like literally write a list about every icky, disgusting, even small, big, minor, like write everything out that you don't like about yourself. If you can completely write it down and own it on paper, there is nothing else that the other person could say, which is, uh, oh, surprise. It's not really there. You've already dug down deeper. You've already analyzed it. You've already written it down. So a part of that will be owning that list and asking, which is okay with me to carry forward, which is not. 
right? Right. And ultimately, if they are saying that, okay, these are things I don't like about you. These are things you need to work on yourself. And if that is true for you, that's true in your body, then do it. Right. That's, that's I agree. Exactly what I would say. Like, that's, that's how you really know. Like, if you've written down the list and you can read it and you can say, okay, I have all these things and I need to work on, then yeah, you probably don't have a lot of self-love. You don't. Right. Now, would you say, and if you're, if you're, I know this is going to be kind of two different ways to ask this, because if you're single and you notice this about yourself, like you don't have a lot of self-love and you want to work on that and you say, Hey, me and you, I want to, you know, I want to work with you and I want to work on this. Do you wait to get in a relationship if it so happens to just pass you by? Or do you say, no, I can work on this simultaneously while I'm in this new relationship? Yeah. So I'll give you, I'll, I'll be honest. You can do both. Okay. okay. Because I don't believe in waiting for things generally, but if you have the option to start dating this person later, please do that because when you're with them and all these triggers and insecurities come up, which will come up tenfold when you are with someone else. Yeah. Because you already recognize it just on your own. It's already there. It's already present. It's already eating you alive. So now imagine you're recognizing it. Somebody else is amplifying it, right? <laughs> because they can also see it. So it's it's more triggering. It's more annoying. Now you're fighting two battles. You have to make yourself happy and you have to make them happy. Right. You see what I'm trying to say? So yeah. say if you have an option, delay it, right? Tell the person, I actually had a client, literally, I'm sure she's listening to this. She listens to my podcast. <laughs> Um, she, she came to me and, and she said, well, I'm, I'm about to start seeing this person and things are about to not start getting serious, but I'm about to consider it. And she also said, do you think, you know, this can wait? And I said, well, is he going to hang around if he's going to hang around? And if he's, you know, serious about like wanting to try things with you, then ask him to wait for two months. And she did that. She literally said, I don't want to do this right now. Doesn't mean I don't want to do this ever. I'm just actively working on myself with someone. And he understood that. You see what That's I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. He's there for her now to just like heal her stuff that keeps coming up. Yeah. Now, would you say, like, I know you believe in the universe and things that you put out there. Would you say like, I don't know how to say this because I know everything's not black or white, but like, that conversation, like it obviously could have went completely different for your client. That man could have said, no, I'm not waiting. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that is not your person then? Because that person, if, if someone's truly your person and they love you or they like you, then they would wait because they want you. Oh yeah. We definitely talked about that too. I talked to her and I said, well, this could happen. You know, I'm just saying, are you prepared for that consequence? And then she was like, yeah, because if he's not willing to wait for me for eight damn weeks. <laughs> right. In the grand scheme of things, eight weeks gonna, is not long. Yeah. Then how are you going to get married, have kids, go through the cycles, issues, health issues, body changes? Like, come on. He's just not your person. Like that right. person is not capable of patience, like commitment, period. So there's your answer right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard to get your heart and your mind to be on the same page sometimes because <laughs> sometimes your heart the same page. It's never because your logical brain is like yeah. that. You know that you're like, well, if he if he is the one and the universe wants this for me, then right. he'll wait. But then your heart's like, but what if you won't? But what if you won't? 
And it's that, and then you, of course you have your friends chiming in and you have all these people like outside in factors that you're just like, I don't know what to do. So how do you know, like, how do you become so ingrained in yourself to trust your gut and to know what is the right thing without fear of losing love when you know you want that with a certain person? Like, how do you trust like everything will fall into place, how it's supposed to fall into place? Because my biggest issue when we were working together is that control. Like I didn't have control over it when I was letting it go to the universe. So then I started freaking out. It's just a lack of trust. It's just lack of trust. It's lack of trust in God. It's lack of, if you believe in God and you're listening to this, it's lack of trust in God that God will take care of you. It's lack of trust in the universe. And most importantly, it's lack of trust in self right? It's like, no matter what, I've got my back, no matter what, I've got my shit together, no matter what, I'm the fucking price. Like, if you can't really own that in your body and say, I'm the fucking price, then who else can own that? Right? No, you're making a lot of sense. I definitely need to do some more self love work. Yeah, (laughs) you can say that. And that's, that's really what I worked on with, with this other client that I'm talking about is all about raising your fundamental vibration. It's like I said, write it in your mirror in red lipstick saying, I am the fucking prize. And she wrote it. She read it every day. She did the affirmations. She did all the work. And she is not the the guy that was supposedly waiting for her. She's not with him now because she feels like she's better. (laughs) You know, I said, good for you. And she's actually meeting like better quality guys because she's, she's raised her vibration. She worked on raising her vibration. Right. Because it's like, I need this. I need this. I need this. Uh, You're wrong. You need it means you don't have it. So you become it. So you attract it. That's the equation to everything. Aha, and there it is. There it and is. Mic drop. <laughs> podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's oh, I love always having these conversations with you because I'm always like you say something that I'm just like, God, why did that make so much sense? But I like tell myself that every day. But when you say it, it just literally makes more sense. <laughs> so that's funny that she didn't end up with him because she was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm she is so solid right now. She's focusing on herself and she recognizes and fully believes she's the prize. And I'm just so fucking proud of you. If you're listening to this, I'm so proud of you. And you know, <laughs> so. why would you say this is totally off topic and it just popped into my head. Would you say, you know how you notice, like if someone's married, whether it be a guy or a girl and they're faithfully married, like they are so into their spouse, like you will see that person has like 5 million DMs. Like all the girls or guys are like literally like so attracted to them out in public. Is it because that vibration is I'm happy where I'm at. I'm content. I love what I'm doing. And people are just drawn to that naturally because they can sense it. Yeah. 1000%. Like, I was always wondering why that happens. Not, yeah. Nothing is more attractive than a person that doesn't need anything. Right. Nothing is more attractive than a person <laughs> that does not need anything. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> when somebody comes in with that like solid energy that you don't need to tell me I'm pretty you don't need to tell me I'm good enough and just has this like essence of love and confidence like genuine it's very attractive yeah I mean I can see that because like I like I obviously don't date a lot but then when I do like some people if they are like have blown my phone up which I know I do to other people Mm -hmm. but when people are blowing my phone up I'm like oh god annoying and then I literally will go Oh, I do this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and ladies, like I know a lot of many, most of the listeners are ladies, right? Yeah. If the man is like blowing his own tooth. Like literally, he's just like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that. Highly insecure run. 
<laughs> I've learned that. Like if a man cannot, which I need to learn it sooner because I stay around for a really long time thinking things will change, which I think a lot of women do um, because w- that's what women do. Women think we can change him and men think she won't leave. And that's the problem right there because the woman will leave and the man won't change. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, and uh, uh, now that we're talking about women and men, I'd really like to touch on one thing, which is emotions. Um, Women operate emotionally and men operate logically. So the problem is it is two different languages. So when women are emotional, they're communicating their emotional needs to a man who is logical, who is completely incapable of understanding the emotion right so right. i'm actually working with a client about this is another client and you know she and this guy that they were semi seeing i guess started having issues and she was like very emotional about it and you know we did a lot of emotional regulation in the session and i said and then she was like oh i'm just going to call him and he's going to get a piece of my mind i said no like release all of that in this session right now And this is what you're going to say. And then so I said, talk to a man like a man. Don't talk to a man like a woman. Talk to him in a language that he understands. Mm -hmm. And then I crafted a message for her. I said, this is what you're going to tell him, which is this has made me really upset. And because it has made me really upset, I don't want to go this weekend away with you. And Mm -hmm. I choose to hang out with my friends. Have a good day. That's it. It's facts. It's factual. It's cut to the chase. It's like straight to the point. And then he immediately called her. Right. Because she's not calling and crying and boohooing like none of that. Because remember, it's a different language. Well, I mean, that makes sense because women, I will say we are really bad. We think we're like, I'm a very direct person. And as direct as I am with my friends, I'm not that way in a relationship. And women do tend to do that more so than men. Like, like you said, they're op- operating out of emotion. So like, let's pretend it's a married couple. Man's not doing the dishes. A woman starts screaming about the dishes, but it's really not about the dishes. And we expect yep. them to read our mind. Like, it's not about the dishes. It's the fact that you didn't cuddle me on the couch last night. Exactly. <laughs> or it's about the fact that you forgot my birthday. Right. Or about the fact that you forgot to buy me a gift three weeks ago. It, and then, it, and it, like it, you it, said, they're logical. So they're very like, okay, I'll do the dishes. And then you're like, it's not even fucking about the dishes. <laughs> it's never about the dishes, men. It's never about the dishes. <laughs> it's not, but with that said, we women also have trouble like, we condition men that way. Like when we first start dating, we throw all our cards out there. Like I'm really guilty about like, Oh, let me clean your house for you. Let me cook for you. And you start doing that and you really don't want anything in return because you really like this person. You're trying to impress them just like men try to impress with their money initially. And a year goes by and you stop doing those things. And they're like, why aren't you cleaning my house anymore? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But we started that and it's really our fault. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, if you think about it, Jonna, it's like when we do those things, we're doing it out of lack. Yeah. We're not doing it because we're fucking solid. Do you do that when you meet a friend? Do you do that? No. Yeah, I do. You're hanging out. You're vibing. I mean, sure, you're a great friend. So you're exceptional. <laughs> but you know, if I'm meeting somebody, if I'm meeting somebody for coffee and it's a new friend and I really like her, I'm not going to be like, oh, can I do this for you? Can I do that? Well, I'm inherently nice and I'm inherently very service oriented. So I may offer to do a thing or two, but I'm not operating out of desperation. I'm operating out of overflow. 
I'm right. telling you, I have so much of this. So I have excess. Do you want this? Right. And I'm not operating in any needy energy. So when you're saying, oh, can I cook for you? I want to clean your house. I want to babysit your dog. It's like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. That's what they are hearing. Men hear it in a different way. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. Even though like I do do that with my friends, it it used, I don't do it so much now after working with you than I did before because it was that operation out of lack because I always felt I wasn't good enough in some way. And it was like, let me show you what I can do and how good of a friend I can be. So you will pick me. So I think right. it's funny that you said that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a sense of value and a sense of worthiness comes only from contribution. Right. right. That's just that's ingrained in the subconscious, which is, you know, it's a contribution is not bad. But when your value and your worth depends on the contribution, then it can, you know, lead to a bad outcome. Yeah. So switching gears, like I know that was a f- one example about a single person, but let's say you're in a relationship, whether that be you've been dating for a long time, you're married mm-hmm. and you realize like, OK, there's a lot of stuff about me that I just don't like and I want to work on myself. But obviously, if you've been married for 16 years, you're not going to go to your spouse and say, let's end this marriage or put it on pause so I can work on myself. Mm-hmm. How do you show yourself self-love, but also love the relationship at the same time? Because you may come out a different person on the end of it. Oh, yeah. That is something I warn my clients about. Like, especially if like the wife is coming to work with me or the husband is coming to work with me, like they're not coming together. I always tell them by the end of it, you're going to have different standards. You're going to have different expectations. You might want things to be very different. And you might want to just let your partner know that these changes are or might happen in the near mm-hmm. future, right? So communication is one. And I think number two is also saying, telling them basically that I'm doing this for me so that I can be a better wife, mm-hmm. so that I can be a better mom. Like, yeah, I'm doing this for me, but it's also for the greater good of the family. Right. So that's really important to communicate that because only when you communicate that, can you really like work on yourself and hold space for the family dynamic, if that answers your question. Yes, it does. And that makes a lot of sense as well, because like it kind of transitions into another topic I wanted to talk about, like. Where same example, you have that married couple been married for a really long time. And let's say one is working on themselves or they're not even going to therapy. Let's just say over time, they start growing apart Mm -hmm. because they say if you don't grow together, you grow apart. And that's what contributes to a lot of divorces. Um, But it's also into a topic of like, how do you how can you grow together without no like, I guess you can't without knowing like it would be like a more of a I'm working on myself type situation where you may grow apart and you have to have that hard conversation, which I think I listened to a podcast with Jay Shetty where he says that him and his wife check in. I can't remember if he said once a week mm-hmm. or once a month where he, li- they both literally have to ask each other, do you want to continue doing this? Mm. That's a hard question because you don't want to know, like a lot of people are like, I don't want to know that answer. Like, because you know? Yeah. 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 I think it's really healthy. I think, let me tell you this, and this is going to trigger a lot of people. <laughs> trigger. Okay, guys, like romantic love, romantic love is not unconditional. I'm so sorry to break it to you. It is not unconditional. It is okay. conditional. It is very conditional. And if it is not conditional, I would be very worried. Okay, that means you're you're saying you're tolerating all kinds of nonsense. That means you're saying you have no boundaries. That means you're saying you'll deal with inconsistent behaviors 
that means you're saying that you have absolutely no standards. No, the types of love that is con is unconditional is the love that can sometimes not for everyone. This doesn't work out for everyone. Disclaimer again, but it is the love that you may have for your child, sometimes with your pet animals, you know, that can be unconditional, right? No other relationship is unconditional and it shouldn't be because it's toxic, right? It's toxic. It'll, it'll end up really badly for you. That's all I can tell you, right? It's, no, it's funny that you said, do you, I want you to, when you get off this to go follow Ace Metaphor mm -hmm. and see if you agree with some of his things that he says. I think you'll agree some and then you'll probably like analyze the shit out of the other stuff. <laughs> Anyways, he, I think he came out with like a little reel on Instagram that was like, no, you're going to love me with conditions. And then he starts listing, listing conditions. Like these are the conditions to love me. And right. initially I was kind of put off by it because, you know, it was a man saying it, yeah. but with you saying it, like, after, after I listened to him say it, I was like, that makes a lot of sense because you do have to have standards and say, these are the things I want. Because before I started working with you again, and I didn't have a lot of self-love, I would allow any type of relationship. And even at the end of the day, when I knew it was wrong, mm -hmm. I wouldn't mention it because like you said, it was coming from a place of need, not, right. you know, it or, or there of lack versus uh, overflowment. So how can you... If someone is out there listening and they're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense, but what are my conditions? Yeah. What are your conditions? It's like, right. you know, and we talked about this in our other podcast, which is soulmate or trauma mate. You guys, if you're listening to this and you like this content, you got to listen to that one. That one went like almost viral. Like a lot of people, <laughs> did, you know, yeah. Um, and you know, in that podcast, what we talked about is like really making a list of what you really want in a partner. Like unapologetically, like making a list. I'm talking like height, weight, color, like just go all in. Because mm -hmm. this is your partner, your partner, deciding who you want to choose as your partner is such an important decision in your life. Because that is the relationship, if it works out, that can come to your grave. Right? Mm -hmm. Like your parents die, friends move apart, like so many things can happen, but like, partnership like husband wife is so important so it is okay for you to be picky it's okay to be picky it's okay to take your time you know I I had like some friends that met the love of their lives when they were 45 and you know like some of them one of them is like 59 and she said she met someone so it's like it can happen at any time and it is okay to be picky it is okay to take your time I would rather you take your time and decide something from a solid place of foundation, which is high self-worth and high self-love, rather than choose something out of desperation and then look at them as a project that you need to fix or change. Because women are always doing that subconsciously, looking at fix and change, when inherently nobody needs fixing, nobody needs changing. Like, he's a grown-ass man, ladies. Like, he'll change if he needs to change. Like, you know? Right. <laughs> And that, that brings me to something you said to me in one of my sessions and it really hit home with me. And, you know, sometimes like y'all, I will say working with me and you, she's not going to sit here and sugarcoat shit for you just because you're her client and this, the other person, she's going to call your ass out on shit that you're doing as well. And that's why I truly love working with you because you're not sitting there just agreeing with me. You're sitting there going, no, no, no. Rewind that back. What did you say? Yeah. So along with that, when I was dating someone and I was like, man, I like, I really love everything about him, but this, and you were like, then you don't. Cause you were like, you're not accepting him for who he is. You're accepting him for who you want him to be. Right. Exactly. And I, that literally, when you said that to me, I was like, well, damn, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, but I do love him for him, the way he is. And you were like, no, you don't listen to what you just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like everything, but this one thing, if you truly loved him, you would love that too, even though it annoys the shit out of you. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I, I just want to like really emphasize there is a gentle balance between like asking for what you want. Right. Which is like not trying to change the other person, but generally saying, Hey, if you do these things, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Ladies, like if you're in a relationship with a man, you have to spell it out. Okay. No offense, men, like no offense to any man that's listening to this. You know that I'm making sense right now. Even if I trigger you, it is better with instructions. You have to spell it out as to what you want them to do, how mm-hmm. you want them to love you what are the actions that they need to take they are not mind readers nobody is mind reader so you can't expect them to just like pick up on your feelings and just do things women do that with women because we do are more emotional driven women are more intuitive so women are more empathetic not that men aren't empathetic but they operate more of logic and less out of emotion so you have to spell it out If you want them to show a behavior in a certain way, if you want them to change their behavior in a certain way, you can say, I accept these things, but these things really bother me. Is there any way that you can work on this? Or is there any way you can meet me halfway? Now, that is a really healthy, you know, conversation to have rather than saying that you need to change, you need Mm -hmm. to change, you need to change, because then obviously that comes as a defense to them because they feel like, well, you don't love me. Right. Right. Now, speaking of healthy conversations, I know we uh, we were kind of going through some examples before we did this podcast. And I've seen a lot of like, I'm obviously not in a relationship. I've dated several people in the past. And like, I'm trying to learn and figure out what it is exactly that I want in a relationship. But I used to date someone who like, if we had a disagreement, there was no conversation about it. They then were like, we're, we're fighting, quote unquote, fighting, even though it wasn't a fight, it was a disagreement. Mm-hmm. So how how do you have that healthy conversation if they're if that person is just like, no, this is a fight. We're not having it. And I'm right. like, no, I'm just trying to learn for myself to grow. Like, we're not we don't always have to agree, but I, I need to know, like, why we disagree. Like, I'm a very why person and it can come across like I'm being rude because I'm asking, like, well, why do you like why, 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 why? But it's really more for my growth, because like if I can understand why someone's doing something, then maybe I can change my behavior to accommodate. Right. So from the from listening to you, it really seems like that person is very anti-conflict due to whatever reason or experience he might have in his childhood or, you know, in the past. And when somebody is fundamentally anti-conflict, you can't talk to them. They don't want to know. Does that make, does that even make sense? Because if yeah. they cared enough, they would say, I do want to know. Right. I do want to know what's upsetting you. I do want to know why that makes you sad. Because, you know, men inherently, ladies, I'm telling you, if a man really loves you, he inherently wants to see you happy. He really lives and thrives to see you happy. Mm-hmm. If he's not doing that, he's got issues. Yeah. Uh, going back to the ace metaphor guy, he, he yeah. talks about that, but he says it in a way, like, if you're not adding value to me, like if you're not making me times two myself, then there ain't nothing here. Like, and he said, vice versa. Like if I'm not adding, if I'm not multiplying your life, I don't need to be in it. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's just draining. 
Like right. wasting time. Right. So do you not only work with single individuals, but you also work with couples? Yes. I also work with couples. I don't do it a lot because my focus is, you know, people that come to me for healing traumas, relationship around traumas and traumas around relationships, childhood, that is my primary focus. So clearly I don't have that much time. Right. Right. <laughs> um, But you know, there are couples that I have worked with. I actually worked with a lot of couples last year. This year I'm intentionally working more individually with each even with a couple I'm working individually with the man and individually with the woman because I feel like that is aiding in faster results if that makes sense so like if you're a couple you're working with both of them but on the individual side so that they can work on their self exactly and inherently that would actually fix whatever problem in their relationship yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because it's like that the, we're going with the same outcome. We're going with the same goal, which is AKA, I want to be happier in the relationship. Both of them want that. And that's mm-hmm. really important, right? Both of them should really want it. I all, often have this situation or I've heard of this situation. I don't have it, thankfully, but I've heard of it, which is like, I'm ready. I'm doing the work. I just want to book a session for my husband. And I'll be like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Let him book the session. Right. You, like, and that goes back to accepting them for who they are until they're ready. Yeah. If they don't want to go to therapy, if they don't want to do coaching, then they don't want to do it. They right. are not ready. They are not stop forcing it. Stop pushing it. And in, right. in my opinion, like, I'm like, I don't want anyone out there listening to this thinking that anything we're saying, like, if you're disagreeing or if someone doesn't want to do therapy or you're not accepting them for who they are, then you should end the relationship because that is not what we are saying. Yeah. There is definitely ways to fix relationships, but it has to be both parties is what we are saying right. is both parties have to be willing to fight for the relationship because if it's a one sided battle, it ain't ever going to win. It ain't never going to win. We know that it's true. (laughs) (laughs) And that could be the name of the podcast. It ain't never going to win. It ain't never going to win, literally, because it's like, I think that's also something, right? That happens. It's like, you know, I've I've had some clients too. It's like, is he going to change? Is he going to change? Is he going to change? Like, well, uh, we don't know that. Mm -hmm. But you can change, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You can can stop being, you know, the pick Misha. Like, you can stop being that. (laughs) Did you just say Pygmatia? Yeah, Pygmatia. It's like, there are so many Pygmatias. It's like, we should stop being Pygmatia. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, it's like, it's there's no pick me, pick me. Let's just cut it out and let's just, you know, own that we're the fucking prize, ladies. Like, raise your self-worth, raise your vibration, feel like you're the damn prize and everybody else will vibrate in that level. Like, anybody that doesn't vibrate on that level will eventually get triggered by you and leave your life. Boom. You won yeah. always. You won at the end anyway, because that is not an alignment. So what is not an alignment will leave. There you go. And there you have it. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> now, if there was one piece of advice that you could give for relationships in general, whether that be self, platonic, romantic, what is the one piece to have a healthy, like, um, what's the word? A very healthy adult what is the word mature relationship right so I like to do this with myself I do this I used to do this very frequently now I do it like once every month which is a self-inquiry session so if you're meditating or even if you're not meditating if you're out in nature just like taking a walk have a self-inquiry session with yourself 
and ask, like, am I being good to myself? What are the things I should be doing for me that I'm not doing that I can change? And then am I showing up for my friends in a way that I really want to show up? Am I showing up for my partner in a way that I really like to show up? Right. So just asking, doing a self-inquiry and checking in the relationship with you, the relationship with people around you and asking yourself for answers on how to make it better is a continual stage of growth. Like it's you're just promoting that stage of growth from within and it's extremely healthy. It's extremely healthy. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. I like that. I notice myself, I'll, I'll do that. Not in the way that you do, but like, I'll do that. Like if I'm at the gym and I'm listening to a podcast, I'll notice that I'm kind of drifting off because I'll be like, like if something real bad happened, let's say at work that week, or I had a fight with a friend and I'll be reflecting on it. And then I'll be like, why am I acting like this person? I don't like this person. So I kind of do it in a little bit of a different way, but I like your approach better because you're actually directly asking yourself like, because then you, sometimes it's hard looking yourself in the mirror and being like, I'm the problem. You know, like it all comes down with relationships in general. They're so in, in, I can't say this word, (laughs) they're all entangled together. Anyways, I can't, y'all, everyone knows I can't speak, but it comes down to love with yourself. And then obviously the love that you got from your parents, which we also talked about on our last podcast. And that kind of builds that foundation in you and how you go out into the world and have relationships with other people. So those are things you can fix. You, you can, can fix. fix. You can You're, fix. Yeah. You can mend relationships with past family members. And even if they're not mended, you can mend that hole in yourself by working with someone like you. Yes, absolutely. It's all, uh, the, everything starts with us, right? Everything starts with you. If you don't have a healthy relationship with you, you are going to have toxic relationships around your life, toxic friendships in your life. Because you attract what you are, you don't attract what you want. So you can sit and pray about it. And I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone here when I'm saying, you know, I pray too, and I believe in God, but I'm not going to sit and pray to God to give me certain things when I'm not actively working on becoming that version that is deserving of attracting that, right? It's like, I have to become that version to become a match for what I'm, what I'm asking. Right. Otherwise, it's just I'm just going to sound like a broken record. I'm just going to say I want it. I want it. I want it. Instead, I can uh, say I am it. And I say I am it. I'm ready. Then it comes with very like least resistant. Now, is it true? Like I know, like obviously, you have to put in the work, and it's hard work because you have to like like I said, it's not easy looking yourself in the mirror and just saying I'm the problem and I need to fix these things. And you said this before the podcast even started. You said if you look at yourself and there's a lot of ick, then that therein lies itself as the problem because why would anybody else want to face that so would you say that how do I word this you can work on yourself or like if you don't even notice it how do you go about never mind I lost thought the thought went out of my mind it'll come back to me well, I mean, the, I, I think I know where you're getting at, but I, I actually have something to share from what you just said. Okay. Which is generally to know if you're balanced or imbalanced, whether you don't know what your problem is or what the issue is, just to identify your own energetic balance or imbalance. That's where I was going. Yep. It's, it's <laughs> just to really ask yourself, sit with yourself and close your eyes and ask yourself, what am I feeling that I don't like? That's it. 
you don't even need to know where it came from. You don't need to know if it came from your mom or your sister or your cousin or your dad or your grandparents. Like sometimes you may not know some memories you remember, some memories are repressed, but unfortunately repressed memory also lives in your body as a trauma response, right? So even when you don't remember, you're still carrying it and it shows up as emotion because emotions are energy in motion. And if that energy is not completely processed, it keeps coming up. It keeps showing up. So the question to ask yourself is, what am I feeling here and now, which is not desirable, which is not of the highest and best interest of me? And right. Cool. That's it. And I also heard something, and you tell me if you agree with this, and it kind of goes along the lines of what you just said. Someone else said your emotional triggers and your emotional trauma triggers are not someone else's responsibility. It's absolutely not. And I think the fact that we think somebody else is responsible is just entitlement. It's pure Yeah, I agree. Because I know that I've had fights in the past with friends and I used to even bring that up and go, well, that triggers me. But they don't know that. They don't know my past. If I, if I, if I haven't openly had that conversation and said like, hey, you know, I've went through these things in my childhood. This is really triggering to me. I'm currently working on it, but please be patient with me because it still triggers me. Like if you don't have those conversations, which a lot of people won't because it's very hard. It's something that you obviously triggers you. You don't want to bring it up, Mm -hmm. but it's not someone else's responsibility to know what they did or said triggered you in a way. And we can't then get mad at them because they triggered us when they didn't know that was a trigger for us. Exactly. Let me give you an example. That's such a good point you brought up. Let me talk about twins. Okay. Twins are born for the same parents, probably at the same time. Let's just say they're identical. They have very different ways of processing things. They have very different ways of looking at life. I'm talking about twins. Okay. You're talking about this person that is born for this person and then somebody else that is born for someone else in some other country, maybe some other culture, you know, maybe some other upbringing. How will they know what triggers you? They are not supposed to know what triggers you. There is a constant education process as humans that we forget because it's not taught in school is you have to educate people on how to treat you. You have to educate them. It's not ordering them. It's not bossing them around. It's not being mean. It is educating them on how to treat you so that you can have a beautiful coexisting relationship. And that goes back to the example I was saying, like we women are really bad about like doing all these things up front and devaluing what we have. We put all our cards on the table up front and, and that is teaching someone. Yeah how to treat you because then if you try to go back on it and you're like, Oh, I was just doing that because I was just trying to impress you. Then it's like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? You, you made yourself appear that this is the kind of person you are. And that's what I wanted. That's what I fell in love with. I was looking for that woman to cook, clean, wash the dishes for me. And you're saying you're not that person. Right. Exactly. And it's, and it's so contrasting because I've called out so many clients on this behavior and, and I'm so glad I have clients that are receptive and have done so much work and seen so much progress is the pattern that I've seen is if I tell him I want a relationship and if I tell him what I want, then I may like scare him away and I won't be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not the cool girl. I had that. I mean, me and you talked about that. Well, do you want to be cool or do you want to be happy? <laughs> Do you want a relationship or do you not? (laughs) Yeah, it's literally like, do you want to be cool or do you want to be happy? Like, because you're, the thing is, you're not cool. You're, you're being fake cool. Yeah, right. 
right? You're right. also you're also not that you're also not that extra wifey material that you portray yourself to be. That's manipulation to for the pikmisha qualities that I just talked about, right? You're mm-hmm. not. You're not. You, you don't want to do that. You you really don't. It's your trauma response that's saying only if you do that they will pick me. Yeah. So how does one decipher like? And maybe they can't without working with someone like you, but like, how do they, how do you, like, if it were me and I'm doing that, how do I know that I'm doing that out of a trauma response versus, um, doing this out of a healthy, like, this is who I am. Oh, that's simple. When you do it out of a trauma response, it's impermanent. It doesn't stick. You stop doing it after a while. You get tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. I knew the answer to that. I just wanted to. Yeah, if you do it from your heart, you're like, screw that. I'm doing it from my heart. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care how you respond because this is just who I am. Okay. Now, one other question I have for you that I mentioned I wanted to ask. How do you know when you're in love? I believe in choosing love. I don't believe in falling in love. I think that is infatuation. And I think that is a concept that is strict to a lot of people saying that is the way it should happen. It's Mm -hmm. actually hormones. That's it. Don't confuse this, ladies. It's hormones. (laughs) I think I've heard Jay Shetty say something like that, too. Like, there are so many people that actually could be meant for you. And Mm -hmm. it's the person you actually choose and want to do that with every single day over and over and over again. And you have to make that choice every single day and it's a hard choice to make it's a very very hard choice to make right so when you can see somebody and this is compatibility is like really important right because it's like again it's not about fixing them there are certain things fundamentally that you guys have to align you have to align on certain things fundamentally and then yes there are going to be certain things which can shift and change with time but what you're really looking for here is are they willing to grow with me because guess what you're going to be different in six months. He's going to be different in six months. People change all the time, every single day, every single week. If you cannot handle that transformation for yourself and the other person, if you cannot accept that your spouse is actually going to change, right? And you are going to change and you are going to grow. If you don't have that growth mentality, don't get into a relationship. Just don't do it. Well, there's like, there's so many examples I can think of, but I had a friend that was um, dating a guy for a very short time, but she really did fall for him. They were in love with each other and he had a really bad car wreck or motorcycle wreck and he was paralyzed from the waist down, like literally maybe dating for a month or two. And she ended up, I mean, she married him because she was in love with him. And then like, I know we've, I've talked to other people and they'll bring up like conversations and they'll be like, Hey, what would happen if like someone became paralyzed or like, and you were just dating a couple months? I don't know if I could stay. And I was like, well, I know my friend who has the biggest heart and she stayed because she loved that man. Right. And I was like, so if you choose to leave, in my opinion, you are never in love with them because it shouldn't matter if someone walks or can have sex with you or whatever, because all that fades at the end of it anyways. Right. Everything fades. That's why I'm saying like all this like chemical reaction, it's just hormone based. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's the most impermanent thing. And then people say, Oh, we don't have the spark. We should split up. Oh, well, guess what guys? Like nobody's ever going to have the spark. Like spark dies after a few months. If you're lucky, it'll last for a year and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. Like spark is not going to stay. It's, it's compatibility. It's like, where are you at the end of the day? It's like, do you want to grow with them? 
Do they bring qualities to make you feel better? Do you contribute to their life in some way or the other? Like you have to look at added value together, right? That's that's love, not the chemical reaction. That's attraction. I'm not (laughs) saying that's absent. That's attraction. That's probably lust. That's probably infatuation, right? That's very alive and present in the initial stages for almost everyone. I'm not even denying that. But don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary chemical reaction is what I'll say. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, love is different to everybody. Like everybody has a different definition for love. And it's almost this unobtainable, not unattainable, but this, you can't even define it almost because it's so hard to describe because infatuation, attraction, you can describe that. You can say, oh my gosh, I was so attracted to him. Like when he kissed me, you know, I felt all these sparks and I got butterflies and you can describe that. But anytime I've ever tried to ask someone like describe love to me, everyone that's, I know that is truly in love, they'll go, I can't explain it to you. It's something you just have to feel. Yep. That is very true. It is very, very individualized. It is very, it's like, you can't even, I can't even say it even now, you know, what is it going to feel like? It's going to feel like everything. Right. You know? <laughs> it's going to feel like nothing. It's going to feel like everything. But at the end of the day, like if you have not faced your own insecurities, expect a hundred percent for all those insecurities to come up in a relationship, period. Yep. It's going to come up because the other person is going to reflect your vibration, which is your fears and your insecurities. They're going to reflect it at some point. Even if it's not initially, it's going to happen. I agree. And the last question that I have for you, I know we're keeping it positive for Valentine's Day, but for those out there who may be alone on Valentine's Day and they hate this day and they're like, I'm not listening to this podcast, this question is for them. Mm-hmm. Some people fall out of love. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you pick yourself back up and love yourself after you've lost the, the quote unquote love of your life, whether that be like something tragic where they pass away or someone has cheated or someone has said, you know, I'm no longer in love with you. I think we should go our separate ways. How does one manage to get through that heartbreak and pick themselves back up or go back to being single when all they have known is this relationship for so long? Right. Okay. So I'm going to I'm I actually have many answers for this. But the first answer is very obvious. And we talk about it so much is to go right through it. It is to literally go right through it. Because all feel it. you want, you have to feel it because all you want now is to not feel it. Because it's really fucking painful. It's really fucking painful. So you're like, I don't want to feel it. I want to feel better. Right. And so- a lot of times you think feeling better is getting back with that person because yeah for whatever reason in your brain, you're like, they're the only one that can fix this. Yeah. yeah. But if, if you're going to give so much power to somebody to fix you, then they can also destroy you. So that <laughs> itself is a very unhealthy codependent pattern that needs to be looked into. Yep. Itself separately is very, very unhealthy. Right. So the first is to go right through it. So that means crying, then cry it out. I strongly, highly suggest movement. Even if that's getting a 30 minute walk a day, because energy and feelings and emotions, when they're stuck in the body, it just amplifies and gets worse and worse and worse. So you move, you cry, you listen to podcasts, self-help books, or work with somebody like me that can like get you in an accelerated process to release those feelings and that trauma responses from your body, either a therapist or a life coach or an energy worker that understands how trauma works how breakups work, how like hurt and all those sad, sad feelings get accumulated in the body, like release all of that. Writing letters, 
not to that person writing letters and burning the letter because there are so many things you probably want to say to that person. Maybe they're not in touch with you. Maybe you've blocked them for your own reasons, whatever that is. Write it, write the letter and just burn it or rip it apart, you know, send it out in the universe, energetically do whatever it takes for you to release that from your body. Okay, mm-hmm. you want to join kickboxing, go do that. Like <laughs> to each their own. You know what I mean? I'm not right. who am I to say this is the only process. Like right. I can tell you the only process that worked for me is like shadow work. That's what helped me get out of my divorce and you know, manifest an amazing man. Like and you know, be in a healthy relationship. It helped me get out of that funk really quickly. Like all I had to do that I, had, I just had to do the work for two to three months and I was doing great, you know. So Yes, work with somebody if you want an accelerated process, but if you you don't want to pay them, you want to do it by yourself, go right through it, release the traumatic responses from your body, move your body, you know, read the self-help books. And another thing which I will say is engineer your environment to make it easy for you. I'm giving you an example. If you're a recovering alcoholic, you don't go and sit in a bar. Right. Okay. So if you're recovering from a heartbreak, don't put yourself around people, happy couples, you know, married people temporarily. I'm not right. You're that. saying like, don't go on a cruise with five other couples and subject yourself to. Yeah. Yeah. Join, yeah. yeah. Join groups where like, you know, there are a lot of single women empowering each other, you know, join communities, which like help your growth, help you become a better person, because this is your opportunity once again you're not obligated for anyone. Nobody's obligated for you, towards you or to you. This is your time. You've just gotten the gift of time back. You know, right. Even though it doesn't feel like it, you've gotten the gift of time back. So put that on you. You've already put it on someone else. Now it's time to get it all back. Put it on you and ask, what can I do to grow as a person? What is that thing? Maybe I wanted to learn a language that I've been putting off. Maybe I want to take this art class that I've been putting off. Like, what is that thing that I wanted to do that I was not able to do when I was in a relationship with that person? Right. Can't do that now and start doing those things now. So when you do those things, you also raise your vibration because you're filling your cup. And I like that you said that one thing I want to add that I do, and I'm a very self-actualization person. Like I go, go back and try to think like, and I'm not trying to like diss myself and say, what I did all this wrong or put myself down, but I do try to go back and go, where could I have changed? Where were the mistakes that I made? And I want to work on that for, to be, like you said, to be better for me for the next relationship so that I don't continue to repeat those same mistakes. Right. Right. And, and, you know, and to add to that, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's them. It's really them. Right. And when it's really them, no amount of self-inquiry will get you closure. Right. It's just something I really wanted to add to because I know like you are very, you know, like, like Jonna, you, you are very good in like working on yourself and just like calling yourself out even on certain things. But sometimes I've even told you, girl, sometimes it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) I know I do. I do do that a lot where I feel like, you know, I just, I think there's, everyone has a flaw and like, I'm not perfect by any means. And I, sometimes maybe I do blame myself a little bit more than I should and take too much responsibility on that side of things. But I was just saying like, sometimes some people don't even look at themselves at all and they blame the other person is like, fuck it. This person's an asshole. And like your friends are like, fuck him, fuck this. And I'm like, no, let's, let's take a step back. Like, you know, I wasn't princess over here either. 
Yes, you know? that's actually really healthy. And, you know, yes, your friends are going to hype you up because at the end of the day, your friends want you to feel better. They want you to feel happy. So they're hyping you up, but please don't take it personally. And, you know, if you've gotten out of a relationship and you know that, you know, there is some trauma there, look within and heal yourself, not for the next person, but for you. I believe it's all for you. It's not for the next person to pick you again, yeah. not pick Misha here. <laughs> it's like, I pick me. I'm the fucking prize. You are the fucking prize ladies. And on this note, woo, what an yeah. like, <laughs> I know. And I'll say before we end things, like the one last thing I wanted to say was the only thing about like breakups or, you know, ending things or even just working on yourself. I tried for years to do it by myself and got nowhere until I worked like, working with someone, whether like you said, whether that be therapy, life coaching, energy healer, because you do put people on an accelerated path to look within and then be like, Oh, I've been doing this wrong. Like I learned more in two months. I think we worked together four months total, but four months working with you than I had trying to do it by myself for 35 years. Yeah. And people don't realize that because people again, right. This is the hyper independence thing here it's like people want to be independent people want to be self-led people want to do research and you know and I just want you to know if you can you know spend all that money on Christmas presents and travel and you know lip fillers and you know boob jobs you totally deserve to spend and invest I don't even I hate to say spend invest in your wellness you agreed 100% invest in your because it's an investment for your future it's an you are your only best friend until the day you die so and there's no regrets either once you like do the work and become a better person like how could you regret that spending that money on yourself yeah exactly nobody's ever regretted that right so right listening to this you're alone in this valentine's day you are the prize queen and invest in yourself if you don't want to invest in yourself love yourself do whatever it takes to get there like just do what it takes because you are worthy. You are inherently worthy for just being born. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. You just are worthy. All right. I love that menu. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. And I hope everyone has a very happy Valentine's Day, whether you're single, whether you're with a gal pal, your boys, your spouse, whoever, have a very happy Valentine's Day. And obviously the message in this podcast was to love yourself. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will be recording more amazing stuff together. (laughs) Yes. Always. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transcend Into Wellness podcast. If this episode resonated with you or served you in any way, big or small, make sure to share it on your social media and tag me at Transcendence by Mino. I always love to be a part of any breakthroughs you have. Namaste.